Yeah, we're back. It's been uh, it's been a bit. Yeah, this is We Ruined Everything. I'm Kayla. I'm David. And uh, yeah, it has been a while. Um, we've been on a bit of a hiatus. We posted our last podcast right before the murder of George Floyd. And so once that happened and once the protests happened, uh, we felt like... One, we weren't really sure what to say. And two, maybe we weren't the voices that needed to be heard at that moment. Um, And I'm not sure that we still have the right words, but we want to come back. We want to keep doing our podcast. And right up top, we want to be clear that Black Lives Matter, uh, defund the police and refund our communities. Yeah. And we're... You know, for the past several years, we've been working on um, kind of re-educating ourselves about equal rights for everybody. We grew up in really conservative cities and conservative settings, and so some of the things we were taught um, turn out to be lies once we're older and we start looking into things. So I, these are things we've been working on. Um, we wanted to be better allies, but I, I think after the events that happened, um, you know, with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all of the other protests and... Um, Overreach. Yeah. Just everything that's been happening. We realized that we need to be anti-racist, too. Um, educating ourselves more, being involved more. Um, so that's what we've been working on. Yeah. And so when we first started this, uh, not to, to make this so dire and important, it's not, it's, this is a, a pop culture podcast. So we plan on continuing that, but we always wanted to do it through a, the lens of social justice. Um, oh yeah. We've always been honest that we're SJW millennials. Um, I mean the whole name, we ruined everything is a play on that. Um, and one of the reasons I, Wanted to keep doing this. Me personally, I don't. I don't know if I speak for both of us, but I think I do. Um, is that I've always thought pop culture has a giant, maybe unearned importance in public discourse. For all academia and all the reports and everything else, sometimes a simple fictional story that will resonate with someone and inspire them to be better. Uh, there are modern parables. Yeah. Teaching us lessons. Yeah. Our entire human history, we keep finding stories of things that, even back then, they had their own superheroes, their own scary monster stories, stuff like that. Um, And that's just part of being human. And that's why I I, I love talking about pop culture, because it it can change the world if applied correctly. It can also make things bad. But I like to look at it through a way that enriches us. And I hope that comes through in what we do. We try our best. Yeah. And we still want to keep it light and fun, but if you've listened to any of our previous podcasts, you know that we have focused on how mental illness is portrayed and how um, racial conflicts are portrayed and other disabilities, feminism, um, LGBTQ issues. And we're by no means experts on any of these topics, but we want to make sure that the things we're watching and the things we love, that we're looking at them 
with a critical eye. Yeah. And uh, we hope you stick around with us as we keep trying to do this. Um, and as dire as all this has been, it's just something we felt we needed to talk about right off the bat. Yeah. You know, away for so long. And this is, I would say this is officially our season two. So, hey, it's an auspicious start, <laughs> right? Um, We've already been doing this a little bit with our recommendations, but uh, we are going to try to um, keep lifting up voices of those who are different than we are, <laughs> um, of, uh, you know, LGBTQ plus voices, BIPOC, um, people with disabilities, feminist perspectives, um, just any, anybody who, who may have a different viewpoint than we do. Um, we want to try to, to highlight some of that. Yeah. We might not always do the best job at that, but we're going to try. Um, so this just happened by coincidence. Um, but one of the first things we're going to talk about is Lovecraft Country on HBO. Max, I guess. Yeah, because we watch it on HBO Max. So good. What, we're three episodes in at this point? Uh, I think so, yeah. Um, Are we going to be spoiler-free right now? We're going to be spoiler-free. We're just going to okay. talk them really big. We're not going to get into details on my new show or any of that stuff. It's, it's, it's going to be pretty... Pretty oh, general. Just the heavy stuff. Uh, maybe, maybe just themes too. I don't okay. know. We'll see. <laughs> but I was really excited for this coming out. I read a Lovecraft Country uh, novel a few years back. This year has been years long, so uh, it, it, <laughs> my memory's not the best about when I, I read this thing. I remember you talking about this particular book. Yeah, and it's it's a really good way of reconciling. I guess you can say H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's. He's a problematic guy on a good day, and. Uh, as a Latinx person, it it sometimes it's hard to it's hard to reconcile that 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 viewpoints when you're reading his stuff. In fact, a lot of the things of Lovecraft I love tend to be the people who came after him rather than him. He's he's afraid of everything and didn't like anything, which is a, a, a well of uh, ideas for fiction. Well, and I think that's probably happening in modern times right now. Uh, if you look at Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling. And uh, all of her, <laughs> quote unquote, problematic things. I mean, obviously they're they're a big issue, and so there's some, I guess, contemporary authors that I mean, these things still happen. Yeah, Heinlein was, you know, Is he the Ender's Game guy. Ender's Game, yeah, I'm pretty sure the guy who wrote Ender's Game is very problematic too. But and that's something I'd like to get into later on in another show, like really deeply in and the death of the author and how that if, how to take that and reinterpret it in modern lens too. Explain that phrase to me. Death of the author is trying to take just the writing for what it is, which is hard, like I said. A lot of times you, you have to take in the, the context. Um, but Lovecraft... Kind of separating the, the art from the artist or whatever people kind of, were saying during um, Me Too. Which is possible, not always the best choice. Um, but it's possible to do that. Uh, Lovecraft Country is, I would think, one of the ways of doing that while still quote-unquote honoring where a lot of these things came from still pointing out they still have problematic roots and Lovecraft Country did a good job of taking a lot of the more um, bigoted views of Lovecraft Lovecraft Country in the book and in the show talks about America in the in the 50s 60s Jim Crow era uh, that was not all that welcoming of people who uh, weren't white middle class uh you know, and that's Lovecraft country. The entire the entire U.S. was Lovecraft country because of that. The monsters weren't existential horror was here 
and was a, a lived reality for a lot of people. And I think Lovecraft Country, the show is doing a really good job of doing that as well, of showing that without being, it's not so heavy handed that you feel like you're getting preached to, but you're like, oh yeah. I mean, we don't, but we, don't. we enjoy <laughs> their perspective and yeah. the topic. Um, your, your mileage may vary that way, but it is a really good show and it, it does a really good job of, of, of telling the story of people of color who love science fiction and horror. And a lot of times we're not necessarily the, a lot of times we're not the demographic they're shooting for and it's not written for us and we still love it anyway. Uh, and a lot of that comes down to making excuses. You have to make uh, concessions to to enjoy these things, and and that, that's that's a truth. It's a truth that I've had to to do in my because I love I love genre stuff with the, from the bottom of my heart. Well, and that's uh, what one of our favorite YouTubers had said about Lovecraft specifically. Right? Was that uh, because he was a racist bigot, Lovecraft had a way of writing about people who felt like they were on the outside. Yeah, that, that was a good a Harrison. H bomber guy. H bomber guy. I, I don't know his last name. Harrison. Uh, yes. We'll link to him at our, our website, candyrowcrafts.com. We'll have links to stuff we talk about if they deserve links, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's always weird how that happens, you know. And I don't know. Go watch Lovecraft Country. It's really good. <laughs> it really is. And, and I think, especially in this last episode, the third episode, I won't go into any details, but I think I can piece together a little bit better how the Lovecraft monsters are metaphors or parallels to the actual real-life monsters um, and discrimination and terror and danger experienced by the the main characters yeah cast uh, primarily well almost all the lead casts if not all of them are black and yes the stories are very much black stories in the heartland of america during the uh the old great america in the 1950s and 60s if you will and they're all wonderful and i love journey smollett yeah Okay, did I say her name I right? Just, I keep wanting to just call her uh, Canary, yeah. I just <laughs> She's just so cool and tough and smart and resourceful, her character is. And I don't know, she's a really cool character. Yeah. Now, you were telling me that the author is white, but the showrunner... So the author was white and studied this stuff and wanted to tell this story. Because sadly... And a lot of times the only people who are allowed to tell these stories are someone who's white and wants to tell them. It was a guy? Yeah. I wonder if he did any kind of review process. From what I remember reading, he did heavy research and a lot of this stuff. I mean, I think you would have to. Yeah. And the show is uh, show run by a black woman, Misha Green. Um, and I, I think executive produced by Jordan Peele. Oh. Which when it, first, when it was first announced, I thought Jordan Peele was going to be the showrunner. But yeah, um, you can see that a lot of the understanding and the nuance is there from lived experience. I mean, it, it's, it's really hard to uh, encapsulate that if you, if you haven't lived it. So it's, it's a really sadly beautiful, uh, pulpy sci-fi show with horror elements. It's worth watching, even with this drip feed, regular old, you know, one episode a week. <laughs> Which I'm still, I, I mean, I get it. I still would like everything bingeable, but fine. It's still worth watching that way. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. I mean, that kind of leads us into uh, a lot of other shows we've watched recently. Kind we've of have a lot similar of stuff. themes. The, the next few episodes are going to be like Kayla and Dave 
catch up with things that have been out for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so like we watched the second season of Doom Patrol, or at least what they were able to release. Yeah, all the way up to episode nine, which is such a hardcore cliffhanger, which it wasn't meant to be just COVID kind of knocked the last show out. So they released what they could. Uh, I hope it gets a third season. I don't know that it has. I hope it does. I I, I hope so. I mean, now that HBO Max has it, I, it's been it's been good this whole time. Yeah, it's really well written. The characters seem for the weirdness they have. It's so grounded in terms of emotional core. They're all relatable. Even if you don't identify yourself in a character, you probably know somebody like that character. Sure, yeah. Um, but they also handle, you know, social justice topics and... And hard, hard topics, too, at that. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty nuanced about it. And it's entertaining, which is a hard line. <laughs> to it is. I don't... Because it doesn't leave you as in a, in a bummer when you finish watching it. It leaves you Mm-mm. like, oh, man, this is really good. I want to keep watching it. Which that That's such a tightrope. And I don't know that I feel like they're trying to push an agenda or anything. They're just telling stories, it seems like, right? It, Yeah. It kind of just feels like a, this is a way it should be. And also, hey, this is the way it is. And, and you know. In life. <laughs> discriminating against people makes it hard on those people. And kind of, I don't know, shows a little bit of that. I mean, I guess there's a through line with that in Lovecraft. It's not going out of its way to just, this is the way the world is. And telling stories within that world, sometimes it is difficult and sometimes it is hard. Would you say Doom Patrol is Lovecraftian? Uh, I mean, no. Oh, okay. It is pulpy, though. Yes. (laughs) It's very pulpy. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I really enjoyed this season. I I almost feel like it was unfair watching this before the other show we're going to talk about, um, which was Umbrella Chronicles. Umbrella Chronicles, which was, um, that's a video game that I have never oh, played. Okay. That, that's a, a first, uh, like a shooting version of uh, Resident Evil. I was about but, to be like, David, how silly of you to, oh, wait. Umbrella no, Academy. Okay. There we go. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And because they're very similar. Mm-hmm. And I think Jared Way, who created Umbrella Academy, is now, or has written for Doom Patrol. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a cyclical. It's a whole. Yeah. No wonder we liked both of them. But again, like Lovecraft Country. Let's see, where are they in the? Uh, maybe minor spoilers here for Umbrella Supposed Academy. So. Yeah. Well, if you watch if you if you watch the first season, you're you're caught up. Yeah. They second season happens in like old Americana. Well, I mean, no, it just happens like in the '60s or something, yeah. right? Which is you know. The civil rights movement trying to end Jim Crow, very much the same time period that. Uh, yeah, um, which I guess I have more to say about that than I did uh, because Doom Patrol's great. Go watch it. Super recommend Lovecraft Country. Go watch it. Super it's recommend. It's also been a few weeks since I watched Doom Patrol, so I don't remember all the storylines off the top of my head. I do remember thinking, okay, a couple more things about Doom Patrol before we leave it behind. <laughs> I don't think I like the storyline with his daughter. See, with Dorothy. Yeah. It was, at least it, not as much. It was kind of getting good at towards the end. That's clunky at the beginning. I do like, uh, what's Doom Patrol Xavier X? What's what's his oh, name? crap. <laughs> uh, freaking Bond. Is that who you're talking about? The doctor. Timothy the, Dalton. The chief, chief. Chief. They call him chief. There we go, yeah. Um, 
I do like his storyline about, now that I say this, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else. Oh, well, I'll just say it. Where um, he was a terrible person and did absolutely unforgivable things to his now friends in the name of saving his daughter. And I like that they show him <laughs> working through that. Like, you you don't just get forgiven. It's not an after-school TV show where, like, everything's resolved by the end of the episode. You know, he can feel remorseful and regretful and seriously, you know, mourn. <laughs> I can't think of another word. I don't know why I'm trying to think of three synonyms when I can just stick <laughs> with <laughs> one word. I mean, yeah, but, you, you, uh, you got to really hit the home there. <laughs> <laughs> working through everything that must be in triplicate to really show the emphasis. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I did enjoy that part of it um, as well as everybody else's stories. But I just, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was, that, that was a pretty real thing where you're like, I did something very crappy and now I feel bad for it. And now there are repercussions for that. It was, it was good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed uh, it. You have to come up with two other words that mean the same thing as good, please. <laughs> Uh, it was it was it was a wonderful, uh, rip roaring good time. <laughs> okay, that'll work. <laughs> uh, Umbrella Academy. Uh, yes, yes. Okay, so yeah, they're in the sixties. In the sixties, I because timey wimey yeah. Jeremy bear me all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Jeremy bear me. Um, yeah, <laughs> I loved Diego's story. It was good. I I was he was a non character for me almost last season. Yeah. He was, uh, which is sad because I'm like, you don't get a lot of Latinx characters and he didn't do anything. He was just there. He he was a mama's boy last season. Which is fine. It just wasn't the most interesting story going on. No. And I will say that this season, I was a little annoyed with him wanting to save JFK. But that was explained later on. So then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, you got the you get hero complex. You got you to gotta save the day. Spoilers, he tries to save... Um, yeah. Kennedy. Uh, I think they, I, I think that's in the first episode. Yeah. You find out that's. First yeah. Like a lot of the stuff we're going to say, it's like set up right at the first episode. Yeah. So maybe minor spoilers. Um, I like Lovecraft Country again. Like this is the through line, I guess. Um, Allison Hargreaves, um, her story was, I mean, it's not, it was a black woman in, in, in ni- middle 1900s America, which is not a comfortable place to be for a black woman. Um, and, and the story doesn't shy away from that. It's very much one of the best side characters is her husband in this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I really, I could have, I could have used more of him in this season. And also I really would have liked for them to use him next season, but they're both, um, civil rights activists, Yeah, which is a really, you know, we know what happens, but it's really fascinating. Um, to watch it too but also even within their civil rights group I appreciated the I don't want to say I appreciated this but I appreciated I guess that they showed the misogyny from some of the other men in the group who didn't like her speaking up and making decisions and you know being kind of a leader so we all have something to that we need to work on yeah I think and so even within these groups when you're trying to work towards a better world, there's going to be people you disagree with. There are going to be people who aren't all the way there with you. And then you also might be the person who needs to work on something too. I feel like that's a wasted 
opportunity with Diego again because it wasn't easy for Latinx people in, right. in Dallas. Because there was the Chicano movement. I back mean, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. And it, it was, was in, in Dallas, Dallas where they had yeah. those, where they had the uh, restauranteer uh, union that put up, you know, no blacks, no Mexicans, no dogs. Um, yeah, so I, I felt like that was a missed opportunity because a lot of people don't get that it was hard for Latinx people in general. They didn't in this, and you're right. It would have been the perfect opportunity and the perfect uh, city. Yeah. Or environment for them to and his story, that being a backdrop to him trying to save JFK, <laughs> like still yeah. trying, that would have been really powerful and really awesome. That's just me talking from my my own biases, but I, I felt like that was a missed opportunity. Other than that, he had a great story. Allison had a great story. I mean, five as always is fun to watch. Um, Luther had a better story, I thought, but it still this. sucked. It still was not great. Uh, there's there's Klaus. Some- Classes, yeah. Always good. Always fun. Ben. Ben. <gasps> my yes! Ben is my favorite of the siblings. He had a season. better storyline this year too. Uh, yeah, it was beautiful. It was a great storyline. And funny. And really subdued up until it wasn't, and you're like, oh, and everything just. It's really good. It's. I know we didn't talk much about Doom Patrol that much. We're talking more about Umbrella. It's because Doom Patrol was just. It's great. Go watch it. It's good. <laughs> Umbrella Academy. Yeah. You, it, there's more to to, uh, to rip into, I guess. So, well, yeah, that I don't know why it's a little bit fresher on my mind. We watched it recently-ish. And Doom Patrol, recent-ish. They have through lines, but also some episodes, you know, they kind of deal with their own issue just within that episode. So it's, so it's a little bit. Uh, I appreciate that too, and show and, and yeah. I, I like a little bit of episodic content. Yes, I wish more go. shows did it that way. Uh, you know, that, that's the old school way of doing it when they used to have to do like 25, 30 episodes a season. Mm-hmm. You don't get that so much anymore because it's now eight episodes, small seasons, and they're made to be binged. I I don't want to forget mentioning Ellen Page's storyline either because yeah. it was, I just feel like everybody's got elevated just a little bit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? It was really good. Maybe maybe Klaus's wasn't as good, but he was still fun. Um, I mean, Klaus is the fun part of this. Ellen's, she, I feel like she got not a break this season, <laughs> but she had some growth. Yeah, and that? much like Allison's being a black woman, hers is being a lesbian woman, mm-hmm. which wasn't easy for that too. Again, Ooh. which is why I'm a little bit salty about Diego not getting his his <laughs> his story that way. But it was I appreciate that these shows, Doom Patrol, Umbrella Academy. Hey, uh, Lovecraft Country are it's now mainstream shows trying to do something. Yeah, better. yeah. Um, which, especially for Umbrella Academy, uh, Netflix is going through a lot of weird stuff, and they're the way they they treat people of color and uh, other. I mean, everybody is. Yeah, that they could get a show like this out during that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, and. To that end, I don't. We don't need to spend a lot of time on this, but we used to watch the Bon Appetit YouTube videos, oh, yeah. and it seemed like they had a lot of diversity on the screen, and so you know, it made me feel good watching them. And I think their higher ups knew that, but when it came down to it, they weren't paying their um, black and indigenous and people of color like they were the white people on camera, and and that was a big problem. And a lot of them quit doing the videos because of it. And, you know, I don't blame those creators at all. And I hope they can find, I still want to watch them. So I hope they find other ways of putting out videos or something. But um, that was just so disappointing. Such a great thing can be undone 
by just not treating everybody equal. Yeah. Yes. That and <laughs> people are going to try to appear like they're doing the right thing oh, yeah. to make money. Yeah, and that's that, that's that goes all together and it's just it just sucks. But that's why whenever there is something worthwhile, I, I think it should be celebrated. I we, we those three shows Again, Lovecraft Country, Umbrella Academy, Doom Patrol are great. Even with all the stuff, just in, in terms of being shows, they're all good to watch. Yeah, you don't have to go in there with the with a lot of the the weight and the stuff that we we we've talked about here. But it it does make it oh, better. Oh yeah, bottom line, they're just fun. They're just great shows. They're just good shows, and that we can talk about in this way, it's just an extra yeah. layer of how good they are. I. <laughs> So talking about all of this and watching all these great shows and everything that's actually happening out in the world. And I recently just being overwhelmed with stuff, I decided to rewatch the whole Downton Abbey series and the movie and just kind of have it on in the background as I'm doing stuff or it's whatever. Just feel it's just, good. Yeah. It's ice just, cream, sugar. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's like eating ice cream, except when I was watching it. This last time. So one of my favorite characters is um, the the youngest daughter. And she's, you know, kind of a feminist. And this is the pro pre-suffragette movement. And she buys a dress, but it actually is pants. And she, like, joins the war efforts and becomes a nurse. And she kind of, um, she leaves her family's wealth to go marry a person that she loved so they could go do activism. That's how you say that, right? In uh, <laughs> Ireland. And, you know, her husband was very much against um, the colonization of Ireland because he was Irish and, you know, against the the Brits and the royals and all this kind of stuff. And so, like, that story, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot how good this was. And then she dies. And then <laughs> he becomes one of the family and like all those rough edges just disappeared. Totally, all his activism, and he's like, "Well, maybe the rich people aren't that bad after all." Maybe it and was the <laughs> friends we made along the way. And I still like, I still like the show and the movie, but it just it it went down just a little bit harder this time <laughs> as I'm watching it, and I'm like, "Oh, guys, oh, like things that kept getting me." were storylines about how their servants they they just their their sole purpose in life is to serve the rich people and if they can't do it in this household then like <laughs> their life is worthless and meaningless and like one of the girls who does try to get away from a life of service ends up pregnant unwed has to become a prostitute to be able to feed her kid like then loses her kid she just gets punished like throughout the whole show i thought the show was just like vanilla nothing but this seems like it's very much a i mean it class was. <laughs> like it's a classic show saying you have to know your role i um yeah yes so i think the first few times i've watched it Obviously, I didn't quite have the Never same mindset. Never go outside your station in life. And also, well, yeah, but, you know, I think I would really focus on that one character that I was talking about that I liked. And I can't remember her character's name or whatever. She's in lots of other stuff now, the actresses. But Two hours later. Yep, nope, can't remember her name. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And so I think I would just focus on that because her storyline was very inspiring and like her storyline was was good. And like one of the other sisters, she becomes an editor of newspaper. And that's a pretty cool storyline, too. Um, But she's (laughs) she becomes even richer by the end of the series. So I don't I still like the thing. It just makes it. There's nothing wrong with liking it. Teensy bit harder to enjoy as much as I used to. I mean, the the world changes and our priorities change with it. Yeah. And sometimes stuff just doesn't hit us the same. (laughs) And I guess that's uh, this through line again from the beginning is you're getting a lot of shows that aren't from this, not just race, but classist point of view. You're getting working people. You're getting of all shapes, sizes, colors. And I think that's important. Mm -hmm. That's that's important. I do too. Understand. That's the power of pop culture, I think, <laughs> they can have. Yes. Uh, Sorry, that's the power of love popped in my head when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> this show is going to be a lot more preachy than I think it's going to be. We don't intend for it. It's just, you know, yeah, we're rusty also. So <laughs> Maybe next episode we should do an entire uh, I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. Yeah, maybe. We've watched enough stuff for it. Uh, and I guess we'll just... It's probably running pretty long for what we wanted the first show to be. You so want to get to recommendations? Yeah, we'll get to recommendations. I have been on a kick lately watching a YouTube show called The Take. Mm-mm. And um, I know the two main people are two white ladies. They review pop culture, movies, tropes and TV shows. Um, also with kind of like an SJW slant, just kind of a critical lens of feminism and other problematic traps that our pop culture and media tends to fall into. But uh, yeah, the take on YouTube. Watched a few episodes from them. They're pretty good at saying, you know, if they look at a trope or a, a character or something, they do a pretty good job at highlighting what's good about the character, but also like pointing out like the, hey, this may be an issue though. And this is maybe something that the show should have addressed, or this is something that, you know, we need to be aware of in real life or something like that. So, uh, yeah. So, um, I've just been playing a lot of video games. <laughs> we finished a video game together recently. Yeah, we finished uh, Guacamole 2 finally. We've been playing that for like two years. It feels like we finally sat down and finished it. It was an epic tale. Um, and I love that game. It's really, I mean, the whole game is told through a very uh, Chicano, Mexican aesthetic. Uh, very lovingly, too. It's, it's, it just treats the mythologies like reverence, and it's just part of the world. Uh, I know the soundtrack is made by Mariachi Entertainment System, I think is what they call, they're called, and it's great. And it's just this big video game mariachi sound. And yeah, it was a great game. I go go play that. It's on. Uh, I think it's still on Game Pass if you have Xbox. If not, it's pretty cheap on all the other uh, platforms. I think now. It was fun. It is tough. It's only really tough because we did like the the secondary stuff that's optional. I do not recommend though stopping for several months in no, the middle of the game good. and then restarting because I could not remember any of the combinations or anything that I was supposed to use. A lot of that game was just. Okay, I'll bubble up and I'll just watch the pretty scenery and <laughs> try that thing out a hundred times. And I guess another quick one off the top of my head mm-hmm. is Life is Strange uh, 2. I don't know that I... Well, I know we talked about it, but I don't know how, if I had finished it by then. Oh. Um, and if I did finish it, well, I'm going to talk about it again. It's just going to happen. <laughs> but that game was one of the best Odyssey-type stories that I've, I've seen, heard, played in a long time. 
I know that it really spoke to you. It did. It, it. It's, had a big impression. It did. Yeah, it was it's, it's, it was a really great game, really beautiful game. Told a story that isn't told all that much about, you know, <laughs> the whole theme of the show, being an outsider in a world that you just want to be a part of. Uh, and it's told through a Mexican-American lens, and it's great. And I think they have a new game coming out that's told through a LGBTQ plus lens, which uh, I'm excited to play. Yeah. Uh, what what is it called? I want to call it Life is Strange Three, but it's not Life is Strange Three. <laughs> Tell me why I think. Oh yeah, that sounds right. Um, and I'm excited to start that pretty soon. Don't Nod's been doing some good stuff. I like that that developer. Yeah. Um, and I think that's uh, nothing bad's come out about them lately. Has I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> video game in it. Even video games, it's a bunch of bad news if you look at the corporate side of it, at least. Uh, we're not going to get into that. No. We're going to leave you with... Uh, yeah, sorry. Happy takeaways. Hey, go go watch cool stuff and play good things. Uh, <laughs> hope we, We're hoping to get back on track with releasing these, um, provided the world doesn't keep going the way it's going. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Our next episode will be like five months later, and it's season Two, three. <laughs> 20, 2025. Hi, guys. We're back. Um, but yeah, with that... Yeah. Oh. One more thing... So uh, for anyone here who's listening locally in Lubbock, um, we're going to put up some links for you if you want to check out a couple groups here who are um, active. And if you're just looking to get involved uh, locally here in Lubbock, then you can check those out. And I just said in it general, twice. I need- if you want to get involved <laughs> in your communities, wherever, I mean, do it. Now's the perfect time. Yep. And there's lots of ways to help. Like, if you have to stay at home, there are ways that you can still be active even from your home um, or go out and do stuff too. Yeah. Uh, Register to vote. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and with that, I guess we will let you go. You guys have a, have a good rest of the month, day, <laughs> week. Catch you we'll see here. when we upload this. <laughs> stay safe. Stay safe. Bye, guys. Bye.